Welcome to the Voices of Marketing Podcast. And now your host, John Shea. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, today in the show, I'm, I'm excited. I've got uh, Jamie Tardy here with us today from The Eventual Millionaire. Uh, Jamie's on the show today and hopefully we're going to talk a little bit about uh, masterminds and um, possibly how she's using virtual assistants to help her in her business. Um, Jamie's show is basically a, she, run, she has an interview show where uh, she interviews millionaires. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me on, John. Yeah, no problem. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you, how the eventual millionaire got started? You know, how you got um, this whole idea to start interviewing millionaires? Yeah, well, it's funny. Actually, at the very beginning, it had nothing to do with interviewing millionaires. So I started this uh, website when I was in $70,000 in debt because I had always wanted to be a millionaire. And I thought blogging was sort of a way to uh, sort of tell my story of getting out of $70,000 in debt. So this was a long time ago. It was probably six or seven years ago. And then my site got hacked and I lost everything. And so, and then I stopped doing it for a very long period of time. So the whole premise of the show at the very beginning at the, for the website was about becoming debt free. So I became debt free, um, found an amazing, um, mentor who taught me everything he knew. Like I quit my day job by the way, um, and found an amazing mentor and started my own business. And so from there, I was like, you know what? I was actually, I ended up becoming a business coach. And I was looking around going like, I live in the middle of nowhere in Maine, which is the 49th worst state for business in the entire US. And yet I'm trying to find local business clients here, right? And not that I didn't, I mean, I had a good practice, uh, but I was, I'm a geek and have a degree in IT. And I was like, I think I should be doing something online. I love the online space in general. And so, I, I resurrected eventualmillionaire.com. Again, nothing to do with business coaching. I, I just was like, I need to learn this blogging thing and I really like that name. So I'm gonna use this. So I blogged for like six months. Didn't know what the heck I was doing, but everybody told me that you're supposed to blog for six months to find your voice and then you'll figure it out. So I spent like, I don't know, tons of time trying to do this blogging thing. I'm not like a writer, so it would take me forever to write these blog posts. And, um, and I was actually really, really going to give up, right? I was like, I don't know, I had like 500 subscribers. It wasn't taking off like I was hoping it was going to or anything like right. that. Um, and I remember telling my mentor one day and going, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. And he's like, yeah. He's like, your ROI is not very good with this. I'm like, I know, I'm spending so much time and not making any money at all. And so, uh, but I couldn't for some reason because the people that um, were subscribers were really awesome and loyal and cool. Um, and a week later, I don't know if you've heard the story before. Maybe, I've, maybe you've listened to it on a podcast. But a week later, CNN called me. Uh, and I was sort of like, oh, Maybe I'm onto something with this blogging. If if a huge um, press outlet like CNN could contact me, little old me in the middle of nowhere in Maine, maybe there's something to this blogging thing, right? And so I was on CNN's website, I was on uh, their TV show, and then I was on the homepage of Yahoo all within one week. And I was like, this is awesome. I think Eventual Millionaire is great. I need to start either generating clients or revenue from it and stop writing so much because I'm not that good at <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm not that good at read, you know what I mean? It took me forever to write at all. And so um, I was in a mastermind group, so we can talk about that in a little bit. When I first started the blog, I created a mastermind group. Um, and in that mastermind group we met every week, one, two of the people in it already had podcasts. 
and one of my friends who now owns a company called Zirtual that just got funded by Tony Shea and like is blowing up like crazy. Um, but she was like, why don't you interview millionaires? I'm like, that's a great idea. I totally should. But I didn't know any at all. And so, but it seemed like it was a good solution comparatively to, you know, writing stories on about me. Like I wanted to learn from millionaires too. Sure. I'd love to be the person to actually ask them. I didn't think anybody would say yes, like ever. <laughs> I was like, that's great. But how the heck am I, you know, some girl in Maine going to get them to say yes. And it was so much easier than I ever thought. Like, thankfully, right. I'm up to 140 interviews so far, right? There's a hundred um, plus in the book. Yeah. But I'm up to 140 and I've got, I'm booked out for months, right? We're booked until like almost September right now, wow. which is, you know, like, I mean, it's a April, May. Yeah. It's April right now. We're booked out until September, which is insane. Um, because now I've, I'm getting introductions and now it's, you know, it's one of the best networking tactics in the world to be known as the millionaire girl and people should introduce you to millionaires. It's really like the best thing you can really have for networking. And so, uh, yeah, and so it worked out really, really well. It was sort of like, not that I was stumbling my way along, but I was trying to figure out as I go. So it was never this, like I had this perfect plan and I executed it exactly as, as planned. It wasn't like that at all. But looking back, you know, three years ago is when I started the um, podcast. Four years ago is when I started the website. It's just been insane. You know, the connections, the people, the opportunities that come up just from that. Um, it's been awesome. Did yeah. that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. You know, and it's so funny that you mentioned, um, you know, like, and I just thought I'd bring this up because I'm, I'm pumped about it is, you know, you think like when you're reaching out to these people, like everyone else is sort of, you know, it's not like because they're a millionaire, like they have to, you know, that they're, that they're really any different than you are. you like, you know, people are still going to be willing to come on the show. And yesterday, in fact, I actually it's totally random and it wasn't even really related to my show too much, but I, I reached out to the person um, who's the lead vocalist of one of my favorite bands, like literally of all time. Um, I found a website. He has a personal website cause he does fitness coaching and I emailed him and he said, yeah, I'd love to be on your podcast. And like, that was like, who is like, the band? Now I want to go check it out. That's awesome. Um, it, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like a crazy, crazy metal band. Like it's really, um, the band is actually called Bleeding Through. It's, it's, it's very, it's, you kind of have to be into it to understand it, I guess. But um, that's they, awesome. They, were pretty, they, they played with like, um, they opened for Marilyn Manson once, you know. On, nice. So like they were doing very well. So it's like really exciting, you know. And I thought. I'd mention it just because it goes yeah. hand in hand with what you're saying, you know, like you don't really have to be afraid to reach out to these people. Well, and the funny thing is it's an email. Like thankfully nowadays it's an, you find a contact form and you email, like it takes you 10 minutes to write an email nowadays, mm, right? Yeah. It's not like we're trying to like cold call and get through to their assistant or anything like that. Like it's, it's usually easier than people think, especially if you're putting out something of value. The cool thing about an interview show is you're, it's, is if you're giving to them first, you're like, Hey, have access to my audience. That's giving first, instead of going, Hey, can you give me advice? Can we go for coffee? Can we, you know, something that's very me focused, the, yeah. the interview space in general is you focused, which is awesome. So they feel great. I remember somebody asking me for my very first interview. This was, you know, such a long time ago. I didn't even have my site actually up and going. It's just like my story. And I was like, you want to interview me? Like, 
I feel really amazing now. You want to interview me? And people come to me all the time asking me for interviews. And it's awesome. Like, it's very flattering to hear people want to hear your story. And so, yeah, in a second, it's easy to get people to say yes. Though, being in a mindset of, like, I don't know, who am I, that sort of stuff, that makes it tougher, right? So you won't actually send the emails um, because you don't think that they'll say yes. But take a freaking chance and go send an email. It's way easier than you think, just like you did. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's like, that's like the, the thing I love about doing the interviews. So like, just like you said, it's so, you know, like the people that I've been building relationships with, it's like, I never would have met these people, you know, like I have a business partner now in Canada and I've never been to Canada in my life, you know? <laughs> and like, that's just so funny to me to think about it like that. Totally. This world is a very small, I have clients in Belgium. I was chatting with my friend Natalie Sisson in Japan last night. You know what I mean? It's insane right. what you can do. Right. Right. Now, I, I did want to ask too, I thought this would be interesting. I'm sure you get asked all the time, but um, you know, you've interviewed all these people that are millionaires. Is there any like common trends or things that like you're finding a lot of people are, are talking about in terms of like them having all the success? Definitely. And so that, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I interviewed them, right? Like, tell me what the thing is that they do. Like, is it a spe what I, what I wanted to really find out was commonalities in general. Right. And one of the cool things, and I get asked this question a lot, and I'm always like, I wish there was a secret sauce. Like I could tell everybody do this, this, and this, and we're ta-da. Um, and unfortunately, it's not like that. I'm writing an article for a magazine and they want the roadmap to a million. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not straight. <laughs> so, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of that, but but a couple of commonalities that I found. Um, and it's not as though they've said them, it's that um from them telling their stories, their tactics, all that stuff, this is what sort of shines through, right? So it's not like, I do this and this and this. Um, but one of the things that hugely shines through is what I call a no excuses approach, right? And so, don't get me wrong, everybody has excuses. Millionaires have excuses. I do, you do. But just like we were talking about before, we can let those things stop us, whether it be fear that's the basis of it or whatever it is. If you go, I, I would love to start an interview show, but I mean, who am I who's going to say yes to me? You know, I don't have enough time, excuse, mm. right? I don't have enough money. Like, I don't know what equipment I need, like blah, 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 blah. These are all excuses. You could figure them out. We have the internet. It has everything, right? right. Anything you ever need is for answers uh, is there. You can talk to somebody who's done it before. You have no excuse. The, prior, the time thing is just a, a priority piece, right? If you really care about that, then you can make time. So there's lots of pieces like that that kept coming up. So what millionaires will do is they're really good at recognizing their excuses and moving past them anyway. And so, like, for instance, um, uh, Marissa Levin has a, a – she was way back when – she owns a company now called Information Experts, and she's starting a new one called Successful Culture. And it's really interesting to sort of hear her story in general of going into her day job. And at one point, she was asking for a raise because she was getting an MBA and all that sort of stuff. And she ended up going like, oh, I want a raise. And they said, well, you're never going to make more than $30,000 a year here. Now, this was quite a few years ago. She's had their company for 10-plus years. Um, and she was like – Ah, right? To have your income capped when you're at a young age, when you're trying to grow, sucks. Right. Yeah. And so, like, she could have made all the excuses in the world at that point, right? Like, well, what should I do? Should I go find another job? Like, what does this look like? You know, I have a family. She had a family. You know, there's so many different excuses that you can get through. Um, and she bit the bullet, quit. And, and, and so, like, notice, like, yeah, there's a lot of things, but I want this more. Like, having this is very uncomfortable, um, but I 
I have to do it. And so being able to sort of see that, recognize the, the obstacles that are in the way, realizing that you might be scared and feel crappy about it and be really uncomfortable because um, she'd never had a business before. And the funny thing is, is that the end of, not the end of the story, I mean, her company does like $17 million a year now, so that's really a good ending to the story. But only a few months later after she quit her job and the guy said, you'll never make more than $30,000 a year, she got a contract for something like $34,000 for six months. Hmm. And she was like, see? <laughs> Like, yeah. I can totally do that. And so you won't really know, right, these, these um, as excuses come up, the very first step is awareness and knowing that it's an excuse. So um, one of the tactics that I say in the book that I use quite frequently, which is very uncomfortable and not fun, but I'll say it anyway, um, is to have somebody call you out on your excuses. So I used to use the excuse, I don't have time all the time, right? I have two small children, I am running a business, I'm trying, right. I mean, I've done so many things, especially recently, I launched the book, I moved to Austin, Texas, I, across the country, like there's a thousand things that was going on. And in my head, that's sort of the running, I don't have time. And so, and this was a, a while back, I remember asking one of my friends to call me out every single time I said I don't have time, which sucks, because they, they, they enjoy it a lot too. It's like slapping you in the face every time, like, you said it again. Like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, I can't believe it. It's like a running thing that you don't even notice as things come up over and over and over again. And they are just excuses. It's one of the things that I do with my clients now, right? They'll say something and I'll be like, oh, that's an excuse, right? And nobody yeah. ever calls that stuff out anymore. And we can't move forward unless we recognize it as just an excuse. An excuse is something um, that's a falsified reason for not doing it. Not that some of these aren't true, don't get me wrong, right? I don't have a lot of time, but that is not the reason why I'm not doing it, right? Mm. It's that I didn't put it as a high enough priority. And that's a choice of mine, right? And I have to be okay with that choice. I sort of, I'm throwing my hands up going, ah, I'm a victim, I don't have enough time. Uh, but it's not that way at all, right? I'm making the choices, I need to be back in control. And that's what they're really good at, recognizing those excuses, putting themselves back in control. And if they do wanna make that choice, moving forward with that choice. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, and I, I've read, um, it's funny because I mean, I, I struggle with that myself. You know, I did, um, before I got started in the whole like kind of online marketing space, I was doing um, multi-level marketing with um, a company called Beachbody who does like the popular P90X fitness yep. program. Tony Horton. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and I, that was like the big thing with all the, the higher up people, you know, like the guy who was my, uh, they call it a coach, you know, basically my, my upline, whatever you want to call it. He was so big on excuses. In fact, I think I even read something earlier about, um, you know, he, he's a millionaire himself, you know, because he's doing so well with it. And he, he constantly talks about um, how people make excuses when it comes to eating healthy or getting through a fitness workout, you know, because it's very dedicated where you really have to do these kinds of things. And it, it is, it's really tough, you know, and I think about it all the time. You know, I remember talking to um, a cousin of mine and she said something about how she doesn't have time to work out because she has a baby. And it's like, I remember being in that mindset, thinking about how people are talking about that and how it's really, um, it, it's basically just people making excuses. You know, if you really wanted to get in shape, I'm sure you could find a way, you know, you wouldn't make your child an excuse, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's so much harder to recognize them in yourself than it is in somebody else. So you can go, hey, look at that right there, you made an excuse, right? But it's so hard to go, oh, I just made an excuse, right? So hard to turn that dial and look at yourself. Um, but yeah, I totally understand. And don't get me wrong, if it's a, it, it should be a conscious choice, right? So if she wants to spend more time with her baby, that's okay. 
Right? Mm. If she doesn't want to hire a nanny so that way she can go to the gym, that's okay. But that's a choice of hers instead of it being a victim mentality kind of a thing. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely – it makes a lot of sense too because I, I feel like, you know, getting past those hurdles, you know, I, even for me, I knew – like starting this interview show and doing all these other things like blogging, like you said, it, you know, it's challenging at first, you know, doing it for months on end and not seeing any results, but it's like kind of staying consistent and just thinking, well, if I keep doing this and um, I don't let anything get in my way and I don't decide to quit or, um, you know, really just stick with it, then eventually something will happen. And that's really been true for me as of recently. Well, and I think the funny thing is like it, action breeds opportunities. Right. And so a lot of people will go, well, I don't know what to do to start a business. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know if it's good enough. I don't know if, you know, there's a market for it. You won't know those things and you don't know what opportunities are out there. Like you said, you, your business partners with a guy in Canada, which if you never had an interview show would never have happened. Exactly. And so having those, taking those actions, even if they're not the right actions at first, and you're like, I don't know if I'm making any progress or anything like that. You might not be making any progress. You might be stepping backwards. But the whole point of taking action is really to start opening up the opportunities that you have in front of you. And you'll get better as you go. Like, everybody sucks at first, right? <laughs> I mean, no offense, unless you have some background. We're not born with business skills yep. that I know of, right? So it's not as though this is there's this innate talent of, you know, I know marketing extremely well or anything like that. I've interviewed so many people, and they have different talents. Some of them are really amazing at marketing and sales. That's awesome. Some of them are good at tech. Some of them are horrible at tech and have to hire that. Other people hire marketing and sales because they're not good with that. Like it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter your talent, but it, in general, when you're building a business, you can really pull the people in that you need that are better than you. And yep. so therefore you don't have to be amazing at everything. Now starting is tough, right? You don't know what you're good at. You don't know what you're not good at. Um, but again, taking those actions and figuring that out, that's to me the only way that you can figure it out. Because if we're sitting on the couch, there's a great quote, I'm, so, I'm sure I'm going to botch it. Um, it's even if you're on the right path, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I've never heard that one before. I love that quote because it's the same thing, right? I'm all about action. After every you know, interview, I ask them what's one action. After every speech, I go through and I ask them, you know, pick one action from today. It's not like we have to move huge mountains, but it's about having those little progress that really add up time and time again, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love this advice. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's funny because I haven't had anyone really on the show to talk about excuses, but I think it is such an important topic and just in general, like, you know, being able to take the time to, to figure out if you really want something, you just got to go after it and make it happen, you know. Wayne Dyer did a video I remember watching a long time ago called Excuses Be Gone. And I remember watching that and my mind was blown, right? And this was before um, the millionaire interviews. And so it's really interesting to sort of pull what he said in that and see it very clearly <laughs> right. um, throughout all the interviews. It's really neat to see it actually in real life. That's the reason why I wanted to interview millionaires. I didn't want to just read a book. And not that Wayne Dyer isn't amazing and a millionaire and a, and a half, right? But, um, but I wanted to see it for myself. So I wanted to go into the lives of people who aren't writing books, who have weird, crazy businesses, who, you know what I mean, who aren't that and take a, an amalgam of what they're doing and find out what those are. Cause that to me was important. Not just this one way worked for this one guy. I want to try and pull the pieces that work for all of them. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's all. That's awesome.
Um, I did want to ask, I guess maybe we could talk a little bit about, um, you know, masterminds and kind of dive into that a little bit. I know, you know, just kind of looking around in the online space, I feel like a lot of people have sort of um, stemmed off this mastermind thing just from some articles I've seen of yours, like, for example, on uh, Pat Flynn of the Smart Passive Income. I know you wrote a guest blog post for him, um, I think it was years ago. Yeah, it was probably at least a year ago. I can't yeah. even remember. And we, I was just on his uh, podcast and he... We talked about mastermind groups like a ton. He's actually coming down to Austin, my whole mastermind group, for three days next week or the week after um, to do three days of masterminding. So, yeah, I'm a huge proponent of mastermind groups. And there's actually a whole chapter in the book all about masterminds and mentors and how to do that with templates and all that other fun stuff because sure. I get that question a lot. Like, okay, that's great. I It's good to know that a mastermind group would help. How the heck do I actually do it? Um, and sort of getting back to the beginning of my story when I was saying that I had just started Eventual Millionaire, didn't know what the heck I was doing, right? Because, I mean, I was a geek, but I wasn't an online marketer at all and didn't know anything about blogging, was reading as much as I could. And it's funny because the people that I was reading back then, like I was reading um, Internet Business Mastery and Pat Flynn and all these things. I was reading all these things, and now they're all my friends, which is so weird to sort of see the shift, right? Yeah. Um, but being able to read that stuff and go, okay, what do I do? I was still a little stuck in terms of what should I do, right? So I bought their info products or, you know what I mean? I was trying to figure that stuff out and I was moving forward. But I kept going, like, I want someone to just tell me what to do. So I ended up finding a ma creating a mastermind group and finding a mentor when I first started online so I could actually have people like go, okay, Jamie, this is what I want. Plus, it gives you an in for networking. Mm. So when I first started, I um, – I email, I didn't know anyone in the space at all. Again, middle of nowhere in Maine. Um, so I just emailed people and I was like, okay, um, do you want to be a part of my mastermind group? I had a whole like outline and this is all in the book too. I had a whole outline on like what the hot seat was, um, what we're going to be doing and all that fun stuff. And I just sort of opened it up and like posted on forums to try and find people because I didn't know where else to go. Um, and I ended up finding one guy on, um, Steve Pavlina's forum way back when. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. Yeah. Um, he had a huge site way back when. And he, um, the guy that I met had actually wrote a book about mastermind groups. It was called The Rich Switch. His name was David Hooper. And the whole last couple chapters were about mastermind groups. And so I used his format and like he told me what to do and I created it. I'm like, this is perfect. So he was in my mastermind group for a long time. I started, he's, he told me one piece of advice, which I think is huge for um, starting a mastermind group. You want people that are way better than you. So you don't wanna just find people who are all at the same level as you, because that's not gonna pull you up. Mm. You wanna find people that are way better than you. And of course, the question I get asked always after I say that is like, well, how, why would they say yes to me if I'm down here and they're up there? That's because you're the facilitator, right? So what you're doing is you're bringing together some amazing people and being the glue that sticks them all together, right? Mm. And so while I still try to, to tout my credibility, right? I had worked um, with a video, uh, they had a viral video online, they were called EP Bird and did Diet Coke and Mentos and crazy stuff and they were good mm -hmm. friends of mine and I worked with them and I had data on YouTube and all that sort of stuff from working with them. So I was like, and I've worked with these people, you know, borrowing credibility from someone else to sound cool even though I knew nothing about online yep, stuff. Yep. Um, but doing whatever I could do to, to get really amazing people in the space. And so I emailed a bunch of people. Um, Pat, actually, in the interview that I did with Pat, he said no at first to me. 
So um, <laughs> we talk about that story of like, oh, you said no to me, and then eventually I got to say yes. Uh, but that happens to me a lot. Like Seth Godin said no to me. A whole bunch of people say no to me at first. I don't always take no for an answer. Um, but I emailed Pat again, and I asked him again. I gave him the outline again. I'm like, we're just about ready to start. Um, do you want to jump in? And he was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. And that was awesome, right? Especially because now he's so big. This was four years ago. So, I mean, he was big. He had like 10,000 people or something like that. But now he's, you know, now he's Pat Flynn. Everybody thinks, everybody apparently knows him. I don't know. Um, he's everywhere. I, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> but I think that's what's really interesting. Small things like that. If you see people that are better than you, but more up and comers. I mean, you talk to Pat now, you talk to me, you try and get me in a mastermind group. I'm in three mastermind groups right now. I'm, I, you wow. know, and, and trying to get somebody to, um, I get a lot of people who are like, can I be in your mastermind group? I'm like, it's invite only and only if we lose someone and that hasn't happened in a while. So like, it's, you know, asking first is always hard. Like you don't want to go and be like, Hey, can I be in your mastermind group? Um, unless you know that someone really, really well. Sure. And so, um, what I would do is I personally think creating your own, a lot of people come to me and they're like, can you just find me one or can, how do I find one? I think you have a lot more control. Not that you need to be the head because it's not about that. The mastermind group is, is a living organism in itself, but I want you to be the facilitator, the glue that sort of sticks everybody together at first. The person that's going to run the first few meetings, it's going to get everything going um, mm -hmm. because that's what, you know, the main benefit of you is. And so if you get one person that says, yes, that's amazing. Then you name drop the heck out of them and go, Hey, I have so-and-so they're amazing. Do you want to be in their mastermind group? Yeah. Yep. And then you get a whole bunch more people. And so it takes, I mean, it takes a lot. I emailed a whole bunch of people, um, but we created an amazing group. We've been meeting every Monday for four years, which is insane. Wow. Um, yeah. And there, the format is, you know, there's a hot seat every week and somebody brings a problem and we all, you know, put our heads together and try and solve it for them. And so, and we talk about wins, like small wins. Um, it's really cool to see the wins progress. Like the very beginning, I was like, I wrote a blog post. Yay, I did my goal, you know? And now, like last week, I was like, oh, well, I'm writing for Women's Health Magazine. Uh, you know, I was just on Yahoo's homepage again, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I saw that on Facebook when you it's posted Yahoo. I've been on Yahoo's homepage four times in wow. the past three years. Four times, that's a lot. And so two in the past month which is crazy because of the book. Um, and there might be another one, maybe, hopefully. I, I flew out to Yahoo and did a couple videos with them. So one of them came live, and I'm going like this for the next one. Come on, homepage. Um, but it is, it is really interesting to see the progression, right? Because at the beginning, I remember coming into the my group and go, I don't have any wins this week. I feel dumb, <laughs> right? Right? There were sad little wins like, oh, I don't know. This happened. Yay. Um, I got an extra visitor from Belgium. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't that big of a deal then. But as you continue, like I'm saying, take those actions, those opportunities start to show up. Right? And then you learn and you get better and you tweak. And I mean, that's what it's all about for sure. Yeah. No, I was curious. I don't know if it, it may be like a private thing. Who who are the members in your group? Or is that something you can share? Or oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to share it. I'll totally share it. Okay. <laughs> so um, we've had a couple different. Uh, so some people leave, some people come back. The current group right now um, is Pat. Uh, Jeff Rose from Good Financial Sense. Mm -hmm. Really cool guy. He's sort of the newest member, um, which was quite a few I mean, oh gosh, it was a year ago. Wow, he's been in the group for a long time. Um, uh, Roderick Russell, who is a sword swallower and hypnotist wow. um, and has a, a brand new site coming online 
online called Remarkably Human, and he's sort of the neuroscience kind of crazy guy and performer, which is, so he gives us a lot of advice on that stuff, which is cool. And it really swallows swords, which is crazy. We have an eclectic group. And then we have Todd Tresseter, who runs Financial Mentor. He's a guy that I actually interviewed, um, and he really wanted to be in my mastermind group. I We had no openings forever. He was like, oh, you know, and I'm like, well, you're a millionaire, but I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up um, introducing him and Pat. They became friends, and then we ended up bringing him into the group and stuff like that too. So, so it's a great uh, bunch of people. We've also had a lot of really cool people, um, like Marin from Zirtual, who had to leave just because her business was blowing up so much. You know, wow. people are throwing money at me. I guess I, you know, I don't have enough time to, you know, have a scheduled call. But we're all still really good friends now, and it's yeah, it's just an insane. Um, place to be transparent and talk about, you know, if things suck or not, and. Sure to have people that are there willing to support you no matter what, especially if like we were talking about, and I was just um, chatting with a, another friend of mine, it's isolating being at your computer by yourself. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. you live in a place that has a lot of entrepreneurs. That's one of the reasons why I moved to Austin, just because there's more community here. But being in the middle of nowhere in Maine going, it's my office and that's it, <laughs> right? So right. being able to talk to people, and have that support system where we have a Facebook group and if somebody's like, oh shoot, can you check out this thing? Somebody will you know, listen to the podcast episode and give you uh, feedback and all that fun stuff too. So it's just, it's really building a support team for yourself because business is tough. You know, there's ups and downs for sure. And being able to have that support team in advance is really important. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think everything you shared is great. I mean, I, I remember I read your post probably, I wanna say maybe like, I don't know, somewhere in the ballpark of like nine to 10 months ago. And I actually approached Mike Thomas of Mike from Maine. Oh, really? He's yeah, not he, actually from Maine. No, I mean, he's from Maine, but he doesn't live there now. I guess yeah, I don't live there now either. He lives in Istanbul, Turkey. And we kind of like, we started, like I, I got him to start a mastermind with me and we did it for six weeks straight. Uh -huh. But um, We just never really got any other solid members. And at the time he was like so far ahead of me that, it was almost more like every session. It was just him like one-on-one -on -one training me. So yeah. So what I would do in that situation is I wouldn't start until you at least have three or four people. Mm. Right? Yeah. So I think I might because actually now that I'm like like he's got he's blown up like twice as much as where he was at that point. Like he's doing so well. And now, now you're like, darn! I wish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I know like like yesterday I I was so excited like you know I think I had like a. I don't know, like an $800 day in the last, like, I don't know, like last two days I made like 800 bucks. Nice. And I posted like a screenshot of my JVZoo on Facebook and was like, you know, things are going really well this week. You know, I'm excited, you know, doing these interviews obviously with you and this like vocalist of one of my favorite bands, like this is a great week. And um, he commented on it and was like, keep up the great work. And that's uh, awesome. You know, so get, we were just talking about Naveed and, and get him and get some people that are especially bigger up-and-comers, get them all to say, get, get at least three other people to say mm. yes and then pick a date to start. So what I did is sort of, uh, you know, puts you under the gun because I went, okay, we're planning on starting, I'm just making up a date, April 1st, right, sure. whenever it was. And then I'm like, shoot, I need five members. <laughs> so what can I do to get five people or four other people to say yes to me? So that way we can start on this day because I already told them we're starting on this day, right? And then you, like I said, you have to be the glue. So you were great for getting Mike in, which is awesome, but mm. you're the guy that's the facilitator. So it's all on you to try and make this, because uh, it takes, I mean, it's like climbing a mountain, right? It takes a little to get up the hill. And then now, like if I miss a meeting, we have specific rules too of you can only miss so many meetings and stuff. But um, 
if I miss a meeting, it's not that big of a deal because they know everybody runs it. We've just done it for so long. And I know whether if I, even if I leave the group, even if I'm the one that started it, if I leave, it's going to continue. I mean, it's not going to stop just because of me, not that I'm leaving, but, sure. uh, but you know what I mean? So it becomes this living organism, but what you have to do is try and make it to get to that point. So that takes a lot of effort and love and pushing a rock up a hill kind of a thing. Right. Awesome. So do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I might actually approach him again on the idea because the, the the partner I have from Canada, you know, he's in his own mastermind group, but that's kind of like, you know, full, so to speak. You know, I haven't yep. even approached the idea of joining because I think once you get up more than five, I think it'd probably be too much. Um, well, yeah, and, and if your business partner stay, you guys talk all the time, stay in separate, sure. like you can do much better use of your time to stay in separate mastermind groups for sure. Mm. Yeah, so I think I might, I, I might in fact read over like because you said there's a chapter in your book. I have your book, and I just whole haven't. chapter about it. Yeah, just walk through. It'll be like okay, first email this many people, say this stuff. Like it says it all, and that's exactly what I did, and exactly what I mean. I've had I don't know how many people come to me and go, I started a mastermind group because of you, and it's all these people, and it's really awesome, and we meet every week, and yeah, yeah it's yeah. yeah, it's really awesome. It's really cool to be able to affect other people's lives. Awesome. Um, I know, how are we doing for time? I know it's about 11.15 here. I have a couple more minutes. Okay. I thought, um, I know we were going to talk about VAs, but I know, um, you know, I'm reading Chris Ducker's book, so. Yeah, I'll read Chris learn. Ducker's book. That's what, <laughs> I'm not the VA queen, though I do, I do recommend, especially if you have a day job or whatever, and, and you can afford it, getting somebody on my team, um, and I used Chris Ducker's virtual staff finder way back when to find my very first uh, VA because I tried a bunch of other ways and they all were horrible. I have horrible VA stories. Um, and so <laughs> being able to start with that and it makes you feel a lot more like the CEO of your company when you mm -hmm. can delegate stuff, right? It's not just you anymore. It gives you the stuff that's more important. It gets stuff off your plate. They're usually, especially in the Philippines, really inexpensive. Like that's the first step to me. Um, to really start owning your own business, you know what I mean? Owning that power and, and being able to go, okay, this is a business. I have an assistant, virtual or not, right? Um, yep. And start moving forward on that because that's a that's a huge skill. Like the delegating and managing of people is a huge skill that if you're planning on getting bigger in business is something that you definitely need to know. And yeah, sometimes right. it takes a while to learn, right? And uh, learning by experience, you can read books all day long, very different when you're dealing with people yeah. and so being able to jump into that is another learning tactic right so being able to make that decision even if it's 10 hours a week you know even if it's five hours a week whatever it is that you can actually afford um will start setting you up a little bit better plus it puts a little skin in the game where you're like shoot i have to make money now because i'm paying someone sure, sure. and sometimes that helps too yeah yeah i found that you know i i, I literally hired my first va like about a week or two ago, I hired three people and I kind of put them on tests and yep. um, depending on my need, I may keep all of them and just have them do little bits of work here and there. But I found that I gave one person tasks and I, I kind of like gave them a Skype chat instructional on what I needed. Mm -hmm. And really all I was having them do was post some blog articles on a WordPress blog. And, you know, you figure it's pretty simple if they've done it before they know it. But I missed all these little things like having them do a few tags or you know, they incorrectly did some links incorrectly in the article or they didn't include alt text on the images, for example. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I made a Google document with images and like arrows and I basically exactly. made like a super detailed guide on how to post one article, you know, like made it impossible not to mess it up. And That's awesome. That's a system. I sent it to everybody and now they're like, I, I sent it to three people and they, two of them I've given tasks to. They, you know, they've basically gone through and did everything exactly the way I wanted it to. 
That's one of the things I do with businesses in general, whether they make, you know, I usually work with businesses that are like million dollar plus businesses. And it's interesting, like that's what businesses need. They need systems. You don't want to be reinventing the wheel every single time you have to do a task, right? For your people, for you, whatever it is, making decisions, like that stuff sucks. And so there's a great book called The E-Myth um, that really talks about how to systematize your business. It's by Michael Gerber. It's sort of like the, he's like the godfather of this. Everybody refers to that book. Um, but it's really, really important for you to be able to go, okay, that's done, right? Mm -hmm. if, if tomorrow my VA were to go away, all I have to do is show this again to the new person and they'll figure it out. Right. That's right? exactly how I set it up because I, I didn't want it to be like personalized to them in any way. And I could just pass along those instructions and make it easy for anybody to just pick it up. Exactly. And doing that in lots of different systems in your business. So you have this manual. Um, if you were to ever grow a business big enough to sell, that stuff is gold, right? Because that means you can step away. And you don't have to be the one like making the decisions and all that sort of stuff. And if an employee leaves, the whole thing doesn't come crashing down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, it's huge for that stuff. Awesome. Well, I know um, we're probably pretty good for time. I did want to ask one last question. I thought this would be interesting. Um, I, I've seen, I've interviewed him and I'm part of um, podcasters paradise, John Lee Dumas of entrepreneur mm -hmm. on fire. I know that he's talked all the time. He mentions that you were like his mentor. I mean, and I looked, um, I think the last few months, like he's had these mind blowing income reports. Yeah. No I guess kidding. I, you know, I thought I'd ask what, um, you know, like, what's it like being able to like just teach someone interviewing these people who've had success, but now you've got someone like John who you were able to kind of like coach and help along to get started. And now he's just exploding in like this whole like scene really. Like, what, totally. Guess, what it's like a proud parent though. He is older than me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is, I mean, it's, I'm so impressed with everything that he's done and it's so sweet because he really, you know, embodies like giving back and helping of going like, you know what, Jamie did that. Jamie helped me. He's like, I'm going to wear an I heart Jamie t-shirt. Right. Um, so he like, it's really, really awesome. I can't take credit for what he's doing. He's working his butt off. Yeah. I'm really extremely happy that I could set him off on the right foot and really get him to be introduced to these amazing people too that he's now really good friends with. And so it's just like the same way with me at the very beginning, right? And I have amazing clients. Like some people aren't on this online space, so people don't know, but I have clients doing amazing, wonderful things in the world. And that is, I'm just so lucky to be able to do what I do. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd ask about that because I know he mentions you quite a bit when, you know, when it comes to sort of like his, his initial getting started phase, like he hired you as kind of like a coach and mentor, you know. Totally. I mean, we went to high school together. He was so much cooler than me. So finally I was like, look who's cool now. I know podcasting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's silly, right? No, but he's, I wish him the best of luck in the future. He's doing amazing things for sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, um, to join me. I know we had like a scheduling conflict a week ago and I think I had asked, um, to do the interview actually last year. This was like the longest one I've had to wait for. So good. Was it good then? You waited yeah, the long, yeah. longest for this well, one. I was so worried because I got a new job. I, I work doing full time. I do e-commerce work full time now. Nice. Um, because of all the online stuff I do, I got a, nine to five kind of doing like online marketing in a way, but, um, got this new job and I had a notification appear like a week ago that I had an interview with you the next morning. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't just like blow off. Like, a, like I've no, you there. Should, yeah, you tell her be like, no, I can't do that. 
Yeah. yeah. So luckily, I was really, I was really glad that you were able to like reschedule like within like a week and yeah. to wait, like four months. <laughs> like I have a wait list of between 50 and 70 podcasts right now, and I try and do them like. If I did that, that's what I would be doing all day long, right? Yeah. So yeah. today I'm doing it all day long. I have six different interviews back to back to back all day yeah. long. Um, so hopefully I'll remember what I said on what show. Uh, but, but yeah, it's insane. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I think that I really love being able to do it, but it also need to make sure I'm making my priorities with my time, right? Just like we were talking about before. Before what I would do is just say yes to absolutely everybody because I want to and I love everybody. And then I was realizing I have no time to actually get anything done at all. Right. Okay, that's affecting my business. And I had to shift and make the priorities different. So that's why now we have a wait list. I do one day a month of as many as I can. And yeah, some people will have to wait a long time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You know, I, it, the, the thing I liked about it, to be honest with you, was if I knew I had an interview with you scheduled like four months in advance, it gave me that much more of like a precedence that I needed to like continue with what I'm doing or oh, otherwise good. I'd, I'd yeah. like fall off the wagon and then all of a sudden now I've, you know, like I could have blown it off, but like, you know, I can I, keep you I, accountable from afar. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think at the time I might've only had maybe 30 or 40 episodes, you know, around mm -hmm. December timeframe. And now, you know, I've been doing one pretty consistently like once a week. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm glad things are going really, really well for you now too. It's yeah. exciting. Yep. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I uh, hope we get to chat again soon in the future. Awesome. I hope you have a great day. Thanks, John. Bye.